people, like criminals and con artists and parking inspectors. And heaven is where they send all the good people, like you and me, and that nice blonde from MasterChef. What happens when you get there? In heaven, you hang out with God and Jimi Hendrix, and you get to eat donuts whenever you want. In hell, you have to, uh, do the Macarena, forever, to that grease megamix. Where do you go if you're good and bad? What? Oh, I don't know. Ikea? <laughs> Will you help me make a spaceship? Hang on, Squirt. Can we finish this next ad break? She soon noticed that everything was dying around her. Bugs and oranges and Christmas trees and houses and mailboxes and train rides and markets and candles and old people and young people and people in between... She wasn't to know that after she had recorded 27 assorted creatures in her book of dead things, Spider, the bird, Grandma, next door's cat Gertrude, among others, her dad would be a dead thing too. That she'd write it next to the number 28, in letters so big they took up two pages. My dad. That, for a while, it was hard to know what to do other than to stare at the letters until she couldn't remember what they meant that she would do this by flashlight, sitting in the hallway outside her parents' bedroom, listening to her mum pretending she was asleep. The first day of waiting. When playing Connect the Dots, Millie was always dot one, her mum dot two, and her dad dot three. The line came from deep inside dot one's belly, wrapped itself around dot two and dot three, usually watching the telly, and back again, to make a triangle. Millie would run around the house, her red hair bouncing about her head, the triangle between them spiralling around the furniture. When her mum said, Would you stop that, Millicent? The triangle roared into an enormous dinosaur. When her dad said, Come sit beside me, squirt, the triangle curled into a big beating heart. Ba-boom, ba-boom, she whispered skipping awkwardly to its rhythm. She nestled in between Dot's two and three on the couch. Dot three grabbed Dot one's hand and winked. The flashing pictures from the telly lit up his face in the dark. Bubble, bubble, bubble. On the first day of waiting, Millie stands exactly where her mum points to. Right near the ginormous women's underwear and across from the mannequin wearing the Hawaiian shirt. I'll be right back, her mum says, and Millie believes her. Dot too wears her gold shoes, the ones that make her footsteps like explosions. She walks towards the perfumes. Kaboom! Past the menswear. Kablamo! And out of sight. Kapow! The line between Dot 1 and Dot 2 tugs and pulls, and Millie watches it getting thinner and thinner, until it is just a tiny scratch on the air. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Millie will carry this around with her from now on, this picture of her mum getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It will reappear behind her eyes at different times throughout the course of her life. When movie characters say, I'll be right back. When in her forties she looks at her hands and doesn't recognise them as her own.
When she has a stupid question and can't think of anyone in the world to ask. When she cries. When she laughs. When she hopes for something. Every time she watches the sun disappear into the water, she will feel a little panicked and not know why. The automatic doors of shopping centres will always make her anxious. When a boy touches her properly for the first time, she will imagine him shrinking into the horizon far, far, far out of her reach. But she doesn't know any of this yet. What she does know, right now, is that her legs ache from standing. She takes off her backpack and crawls underneath the ginormous women's underwear clothing rack. Her mum said there are women who can't see their privates because they eat entire buckets of chicken. Maybe these undies are for them. Millie's never seen a chicken come in a bucket. But I hope to, she says out loud, touching the undies softly.